Hi, and welcome to Zed Games. Recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios in Brisbane and broadcast nationally over the community radio network, Zed Games brings you the latest gaming news, reviews, and interviews from across Australia and around the world. You might be listening to us on 102.1 FM on Zed Digital in Brisbane or around the country on the community radio network or around the world online. This is Zed Games. We're going to be hanging out with you for the next little bit. My name's Jack. My name's Millie. I'm Razor. And I'm Caitlin. Hey, that's a new person. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, What's up? Millie, we brought you in a few weeks ago. Yeah, man. A little while ago. Yeah. Everything was falling apart. Oh, yeah. It was like <laughs> <laughs> it was like the meme, this is fine, happening. This, yeah. Like, Adrian was, like, screaming in the corner. You were, like, frantically clicking a frozen computer. And yes. then, like, Ray was mm. over there just like, this happens. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was slightly terrified about what was going to happen next, but it went pretty good at the end. But so far, I feel like it's been pretty smooth. Oh yeah, Ish, yeah. yeah. In, in your yeah. experience, yeah, no, it's been good. Not too many hiccups. I'm having a good time. Oh, yeah. oh, we've got uh, a review coming up later in the show of Night in the Woods. Yes, an oldie but a goodie. Big yeah, deals. I mean, it's been out for um, like year and a half. Yeah, year yeah. and a half, February 2017. Mm. So it's out. been a while. There was like an autumn update that was kind of like the director's cut version yeah. of it. Yeah. And you deeply love and appreciate this game. I love this game so much <laughs> that I have cosplayed it multiple oh my times god. and I have it tattooed <gasps> upon my body. Oh, oh my god, you have to show us now. <laughs> yes. All right, let me get my ankles out. Hang on. Oh, yeah. whip that ankle out. <laughs> there oh we go. God. And I've got another one on my other ankle, but yes. That's, that's for another time. That's good another time. time. You're going to yeah. whip out the ankle. Yeah. Next, show. Next show. Stagger it. Like, I can't give you everything at once. I understand. And I'm also going to be chatting about Spyro because yes. I begged Activision for it and it happened. Purple Dragon Moods. It was a little while ago when Crash Bandicoot was out and I'm like, Activision. I'm just going to say, like, just in case you want to bring out Spyro, like, I'm just saying, just, just you and me, man, just, like, do it, you know? And then they did it. I know. It's and amazing. I have a few reservations. Oh, really? But it's dangerous. okay, because we'll get, to, we'll get to that later on. For now, we have the week in gaming news headlines, Ray. Roger that, Jack. Uh, Steam, the leading digital storefront for PC games, what? will finally display prices in Australian dollars. Oh Customers that had funds in their wallet will find them converted at the current market value. The prices displayed also include GST. The change has been a long time coming. Valve first announced the intent to allow Australians to shop in local currency back in 2014. So, Mm. there's been a a little bit more as far as development goes on this one. Um, There were, like, the games changed from USD to AUD. Right. And it was mm. like, sick, cool. It was a good conversion. Mm. And then they bumped the prices up to be retail of course recommended <laughs> so price. Good. So I think uh. it was AC Origin was one of them. I think it went up to sixty nine ninety five. What? And then they bumped it to eighty nine ninety five. No, cause are you kidding me? AC Odyssey, whatever the new one is. Oh, the new one. I was going to oh. say the old no, one. No, not Origin. $86? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like COD Four is still sitting at like fifty bucks. Well, that's COD oh, yeah. though, because everyone will pay money for COD. <laughs> Cod Four, that thing came out like ten years ago. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, I love Cod. (laughs) (laughs) They they, they always sound uh, (laughs) just. It's a great picture, but um, yeah. So the switch to Australian pricing has not been without bumps. Um, It has been a long time coming. I feel like they've been Mm. talking about it for at least last year. Yeah, they should have really done it earlier. I mean, it's not like they don't have the resources of hmm. billions of dollars at that point. Yeah. Yeah. They're rolling in money. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. God. The audacity, honestly. That company's a mess, I swear. 
What's that next story? <laughs> Microsoft is working on a version of the Xbox One that will not have a disk drive, according Why? to a report by Thurit. The console would be limited to playing games purchased and installed from Xbox's online store, but could have a price cut of up to 100 US dollars. An initiative nicknamed Disk to Digital would allow users who owned physical game discs to trade them in at retail outlets for download keys. Sources said that this device would serve as something of a test drive for a diskless home console, indicating that Microsoft is considering going fully digital for its next generation Xbox. Oh, good. I disagree. I'm disappointed. But that, there's your question uh, answered. You're like, why? Because it drops a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's but that's a good that's thing. Possible. But I'm like, I like things. It's not worth it. I like things because I mean, digital pricing on the Xbox Store and on the PlayStation Store. I feel mm. like retailers have pretty aggressive deals on games mm, that yeah. have come out more than six months ago. Yeah, for sure. They that really doesn't do. carry over typically to digital Definitely storefronts. Not. You also can't do like secondhand things no. like that. It completely cuts out that whole mm. the whole like market. experience. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. sound like a boomer here, but that whole like. Go- <laughs> <laughs> But cassettes are an institution. <laughs> like, sort of like that whole feel of like actually discussing like and holding the games in your hand sort of thing. I really like things. I like like touchable things. Mm. That sounds sus. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I like physically being able to see my collection instead yeah, of, and like, oh, have you seen my Steam library of 300 games? Oh my God, Sorry. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. <laughs> Don't do this to me, Jack. <laughs> Sony had a little go at this a little while ago with the PSP Go. It was their uh, <laughs> their discless version yes. of the uh, the handheld PSP console, and it tanked spectacularly. Oof. So did the PSP though. So, oh you know. no. no, the PSP was was PSP gangbusters. Sold seventy mil. Uh, Problem was piracy was rampant. Yeah. So it was yeah. it was very easy to crack and and load like sideload games and sideload um, mm. custom firmware. Mm. PSP Go literally all they changed was oh you can't put a UMD in now. <laughs> Um, Great. You can still pirate the yeah. hell out of everything on it, which it, is, you know, a problem. The Vita had similar problems as well, PS, uh, PSTV mm-hmm. um, as well. Yeah, look, look. Honestly, the PSP Go, I think, was a little ahead of its time. Absolutely. I think yeah. something like that coming out mm-hmm. today would do really well because, I mean, we've all got our phones and we don't care about not shoving cartridges into them. The, the thing yeah, is, okay, fair. the thing is, I, I, I doubt so much that Xbox, Microsoft are... They've, they've forgotten what happened in 2013 already. Like, they already tried to be like, oh, we're going to have it so that all physical yeah. games have digital licenses mm-hmm. that you then have to deal with and taking it into a retailer. You have to do, like, some weird exchange crap. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that by making it an option that they kind of sidestep a lot of the problems there. Yeah. But it doesn't really... And, like, the disc to digital, it's, again, it's the same thing. And it's, like, yeah. kind of gross. Yeah. Mm. It's very I wouldn't mind seeing, like, two launch, two SKUs kind of... Uh, two versions of the console, one without a disc and one with a disc. For those of of us, not in Australia, but elsewhere who have decent internet That's access, the thing. <laughs> where, where being fully digital is actually, you know, an option that yeah. is that is viable. Uh, not you know, in Australia. No. Here in Australia, you know, we're, we're not there yet. No. And we still need our discs. They couldn't even put all three Spyro games under the one disc. Oh, are you mm. joking? I'll, I'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler of the Ooh, program. Uh, I, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. And I agree with you that I think that in today, like in today's sort of market with Steam and everything like that, I think it could do okay. But yeah, And giving people a choice. Giving people a choice, yeah. As opposed to forcing it on them. It's, yeah, that choice was that good. That sale... And like secondhand thing, mm. I just yeah, don't want to give up. Away from people completely. Mm. Mm. 
PlayStation will not have a presence at next year's E3 mm. convention in a surprising <laughs> announcement made by Sony last week. The Electronics Entertainment Expo is held annually in Los Angeles and serves as the biggest trade show worldwide, where game makers typically go to great lengths to impress current and potential customers. Microsoft and Nintendo were quick to jump on the announcement, confirming that they do indeed have uh, plans for the expo. Mm. Wonder why? Because yeah. they're rolling in money. Uh, Who cares? They're like, mm. we'll announce PS Five when we want to, and we'll do our own expo. Yeah. Okay? Literally the opposite of what Bethesda did, though, because Bethesda not last year, but the year before. I did. I had the misfortune of having to write like an article on that, <laughs> and it was so obvious that they were like, "Oh, we got locked into like a three-year contract or something, so we're just kind of showing up and saying here's some stuff, as opposed mm. to just leaving that money on the table." Oh Sony God. obviously would have been locked into like like being there yeah. Yeah, and I they're guess. just like yeah let's just not go there to just show yeah. how above the rest of the industry we are Ugh. and i'm like mm. make a better yeah. system oh really <laughs> my, my mind chugs so bad <laughs> i mean i love my people i love it I but oh my god it. it's just like what you know i know they're gonna have nintendo they're gonna have microsoft mm. but it's going to like drastically reduce the amount Hell of yeah. stuff i think that it kind of frees up opportunity for Xbox and Nintendo mm. to kind of push their agenda a little bit more. For sure. Um, not only because of the fact that they have like a press conference but they have more, there's so much more space on that show floor freed up now oh, yeah. for yeah. press and business to come along and, and see what they're, what they're putting out there. Mm. Mm. I mean it's not like we're, gonna, we're not going to see PlayStation games on display. All of the third party developers mm. will still be showing their PlayStation games, many of which I assume will be exclusives as well. Like a lot of like Japanese companies, I imagine, will just be still PS4 exclusive, and yeah. so they'll be there. Yeah. But PS4 first party, That's to right. our understanding, won't be there. Yeah, and mm. what that does send a kind of a bad message to potential customers. I don't think it's like a terribly good sign of goodwill. It seems to, like you said, Jack, before, um, it it reeks of elitism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. They're, they're doubling Microsoft in, in console sales this gen. They're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo, you know, they're catching up. I mean, their their rate is, is phenomenal, but they're still, you know, in third place right now. Mm. Um, and it really sucks that PlayStation don't, you know, I mean, I'm just speculating as to the reason we want, why they're not doing it. We want it. PlayStation to be good guy PlayStation. Yeah. 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 Just dog the boys. Yeah, yeah, we're too good for this PlayStation. Exactly. Like, we've seen uh, last generation with Xbox... Uh, like Pride Before the Fall. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it would suck to happen to Sony. Well, I mean, it's already happened. It was called the PlayStation 3. <laughs> Kaz Harai, you will uh. get a second job to buy this console. Um, <laughs> just a bit of a fun throwback there. Sorry about that. That was the week in gaming news headlines. Hi, hello. You're hanging out on Zed Games with Jack, Caitlin, Millie, and Ray. Welcome back. <laughs> Hi. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome. <sighs> it's, quite, it's great to have you this this evening, today, tonight, today, tonight, whatever today, time tonight. you're watching, listening to this. Current affair. Definitely not watching because the Twitch stream fell apart that we tried oh. to test. It's fine. I'm not going to try and pretend it didn't happen. But we tried. That's all that matters. Something that I don't need to pretend happened is Spyro <laughs> is back. I, I just <laughs> sorry if that was a little bit much. <laughs> but I like, was not expecting that. But that's how much Spyro is back, right? Like oh, that's yeah, he's just back. Cool. He's back. That's how much I'm just so okay. So Spyro Reignited trilogy, mm-hmm. PS4, mm. same three games that you played when you were like a little bit younger. Um, See, I was a Crash kid, so I miss uh, Spyro. But that's okay because you also played 64. I did, and I'm yeah. going to address 
questions about that as well. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> Spyro 123, PS1, mm-hmm. 98, 99, 2000. All of them are on the one disc. N- incorrect. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you get all three games, but they're not actually on the disc. So when you get what? home, you need to you can play one off the disc because it's all there. Spyro two and three you need to download as an update. So it's not like a DLC oh. code you need to redeem with PlayStation Store. You can't like buy a secondhand copy of it. Well, Artisan's getting weird. Shut that down. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can't like get a secondhand copy, and you don't have access to games two and three. It's always just going to be an update. Okay, all right. But you need to be mindful of that. If you don't have an internet connection, yeah, this is a twenty gig update. Oh my god! You gotta have that space too. <laughs> so I mean, it's not quite as big or as obnoxious as like a Kingdom Hearts one point five plus two point five HD remix, Ooh. or as obnoxious as the name. Um, but <laughs> Kingdom Hearts in general, it's something that you should be mindful of when you're going out to retail and picking up the game. Obviously, you know if you're buying digitally, non-issue. Mm. But retail, you get Spyro one on the disc. Okay. Thoughts on the game in yeah. general? Tell me. So Spyro the Dragon, Purple yes. Boy. Purple boy, beautiful, sweetheart, <laughs> sweet baby angel. I love him so much. Smoky boy. Uh, I feel like you were either PS1 or N64 mm-hmm. during that era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PS1, you had Spyro and Crash and Croc and Ape Escape. Yes. You might not have been across all of them, but you had some. Yes. yes. N64 had Banjo-Kazooie. Yep. Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Yep. People uh, pretty regularly, I feel, draw parallels between Spyro and Banjo. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like I'm like, ball. yes, but... but Banjo-Kazooie had puzzle elements from day one. Yes. There was a lot of puzzle elements in that game. Mm -hmm. Spyro 1 does not have that. Mm -hmm. So when you're jumping in as a Banjo-Kazooie player and you're like, oh, I'll try Spyro out. I didn't really play it. I kind of missed the boat. I want to go back and see if I I enjoy this. (laughs) Uh, You go back and you're like, where's the puzzles? Where's the things to interact with? Yeah. The platforming can be a little bit fiendish towards the end of the game, but it is only collection. It is just, like, that's Ooh. all Spyro 1 is about. So you're yeah. going around, you're freeing dragons that have been trapped in crystal, mm-hmm. you're picking up treasure, and you're getting eggs off the thieves. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. you, uh, take that as you will. <laughs> Spyro 2 and 3, though, have the puzzles. Okay. So. It's just the first one. It's just the first one, yeah. which yeah. I don't mind. I enjoy the very streamlined, I think streamlined is a very good word, to, uh-huh. like, way to kind of put mm. it. It's very straightforward. It's very simple. Simple and clean by, you know, it's good. Mm, yeah. Go into Spyro 2. Mm-hmm. Then you have orb challenges. So talisman mm-hmm. challenges are just you get through the level. Some yep. of, sometimes there can be a little bit of you know some tricky platforming or trying to interact with enemies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, orb challenges are a little bit more involved. So this will be like trying to find in like a nook or a cranny, like a character that's like, oh, here's a quest, basically. Right. And so you have to go mm-hmm. around and find all of the statues in a level. Yeah. Or you need to, you know, feed enough fish to an idol as sacrifice. <laughs> um, like like that Dragon kind of thing. Yeah, right? Like yeah. That, that kind of thing. Inspiro 3 has a lot of the same kind of stuff as well. Okay. Um, but Inspiro 3, you don't have talisman and orb challenges. You just have eggs for everything. So it right. kind of brings it back a little bit less confusing. Sure. Um, See, that's really... Um, that sounds very similar to Crash Bandicoot 2 mm. because you've got the crystals, the main uh, power crystal challenge, and mm. you've got the extra crystals, and then you've got um, relics. Yeah. Well, it's a time trial. So you don't have any time trials like that in Spyro. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's yeah. just the two. So Yeah. yeah. So, so you've, just... you've got, like, treasure, and then you've got... Like egg. orb or egg challenges. Ah, okay. Inspire two, it gets a little bit messy because it's like talisman is like basically an orb to finish the level. Mm. But yeah, you get the point. I get the point. Yeah. I um, it. recently, I feel like there's been a lot of stories come out about the fact that there aren't any subtitles for a lot of the cutscenes, which yeah. for hard of hearing players can yeah. be a, a bit of a concern. Yeah. Um, 
the cutscenes are not particularly common in these games. Mm. Sparrow wanted is a valid concern because mm-hmm. all of the dragons are voiced and dragons, like a, a lot of the personality of the game comes through these characters. Right. You're not really in a position to appreciate a lot of that outside of obviously the, the animation. Yeah. But you can't hear the talent and the charm and, and the writing come through in their voice. Mm. Um, Spyro 2 and 3, that's that's kind of remedied by a lot of text bubbles right. that happened um, a lot through the game. So just good. interacting with NPCs, 2 and 3, non-issue. Yeah. Cutscenes through all of the games in general, there's not too many of them, so it's not really a big problem. Mm-hmm. Mm. But in Spyro 1, you don't have any... Anything. Any, yeah. like, text bubbles or anything for all the yeah, dragons. that's a bit of an yeah. issue. You know? Um, to be honest, as someone who's already played those games... I basically skipped all the dragons anyway. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't bother you too much. Right, like, there is a lot of animation, a lot of charm in how the characters look and act. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Way more than you would expect. Um, yeah, I've seen, like, screenshots and stuff and some, like, so snippets of the game mm. and, like, they're just so much more characters in these dragons than, mm. like, you... So much... The, ex- it's so, they're so expressive. The expression. Yeah. yeah, like, you see the side-by-sides of, like, the PlayStation 1 and then this one. It's like, oh what God, is yeah. that primitive nonsense <laughs> on the side there? When, like, that was someone's childhood, obviously, but now mm. you look at this new thing, it's like, wow, we've come so far and mm. it's going to be so good. It's a bit of a change of, like, um, tone in some cutscenes as well. Oh, yeah? Because... Obviously, in the first ones, there wasn't as much animation. There, there wasn't yeah, as much just being like a expressed. Soft puppet, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a little bit better than that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> like much more Spartan. blocky sock puppets. Yeah, much yeah. more Spartan. Yeah. In this one, it can seem a little bit like the like when you turn on like kids shows and they're like over exaggerating oh. some details. It's not to the point where it's like actually harmful, but it's like that. That's a pretty noticeable a bit tone too much difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like when you kind of start Spyro 2, you have a cutscene with Alora and Spyro and Hunter, and they are, like, way more, like, let me kind of mansplain a little bit to you. Not obviously mansplain, but you know, you know what I mean, <laughs> I right? You, like, yeah, and that kind of took me by surprise. I'm like, okay. I mean, I certainly feel like a five-year-old, but I don't want to be told to feel like a five-year-old right now. <laughs> Leave me alone. One thing that definitely made me feel like a five-year-old, though, is, holy crap, they reworked some of the, the jumping and lighting mechanics. Yeah. So, as far as, like, how they feel... In this day and age, they feel mm-hmm. really good, really tight. The turning circle on Spyro's charge is kind of so-so. It's a little bit, uh, b- a little bit tanky. Mm. Um, if it was a little bit tighter, that you could like, kind of like charge and turn. Yeah. Um, just pivot. That'd be good. Pivot. But, pivot. pivot. Silicon Valley. Carry catches up the stairs. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. The, the problem is when you have some of the more challenging gliding in the game, mm-hmm. they have kind of changed how the glide works and the level design and the distance between things to the point where a lot of the kind of further off jumps, mm. I will you will just face plant into them and die. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's the thing that I had with Crash. A lot of people the, had that with Crash too. The Crash trilogy, just, you can tell that mm. they've tweaked the jumping to try and make it better, mm. but because back in the day, the the, the jumping with mm. the in the sort of dodgy mechanics actually mm. worked for you. Yeah. So mm. you hit the platform because of your... Um, Hitbox. Hitbox, there you go. Because, <laughs> because your hitbox was like weirdly big yeah. because of Crash's model. But now, because they've tightened it, you think you're going to make that jump. You, you don't. To the mm. side of the platform. That's a, they weirdly also introduced a, a mechanic where, like, in some platformers, you'll jump, miss a ledge, and your character will, like, jump onto it. Or, yeah. like, or like grab yeah. onto it. In Spyro, obviously, none of that ever really happened because you would glide and, like, he's already Land. used his yeah, wings yeah. to get there. Right. In this one, if you get right under the very corner of the thing, sometimes he'll do, like, a little flap, like another hover. Yeah, so they've tried to fix it. A, a little uh, bit. Yeah. But in some of the bigger jumps, it mm. doesn't really work. No. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack, I've got some 
broader questions about the game. Ask me uh, some broader questions about the game. Someone, <laughs> I played the game when it was originally released. Uh, I also did. Bit of an old old guy over here. I was a child at that time. I'm 14. I'm imagining <laughs> that <laughs> he is. You, you were a, a child also when you first. I was playing it Spyro. in 2001 as a six-year-old. Yeah. Little baby um, boy. So. This is this release for the people that have already played it and want that nostalgia hit who played it as children, or do you think that the games hold up as like uh, modern games? I think it absolutely holds up. Yeah. So the the Crash games were really people really loved them and enjoyed those because they were very streamlined, very simple. You're kind of down a shotgun hallway, yeah. and you're trying to deal with all of the challenges that come with that. Mm. Obviously, Crash 2 and 3, they kind of opened that up a little bit to be a bit more open, but it was very linear in its design. Spyro was never that. Spyro from day one, because they were so aggressive in how they pushed the technology, it felt very, very open. Mm. Um, and it's like a bit, an answer to, to Mario, right? Mario yes. 64. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, there's, as, as someone who played Spyro and Crash, I go back, I, I play Mario and I'm like, this seems sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like Mario 64, the level, like sure, at the time, absolutely revolutionary. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that oh, it paved yeah. the way for games to come. Four billion percent. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Now it feels clunky as hell. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, big time. Even playing on on the DS remake, which kind of tightened a, a little like kind of some of the mechanics yeah can't. the level design yeah. sure it's open but it's also empty very empty there's like there's not a whole there. lot yeah. it's just birds and trees yeah like the Spyro games 1, 2 and 3 um, had they had open levels but they were a little bit smaller so they weren't like look at how big our levels are yeah. they, they showed some restraint and then they filled it with stuff mm. oh there's so much stuff and that makes it so much I think Concise, but obviously not linear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that makes these games hold up a lot more. I've also, I'm coming from the perspective, not only as a, um, you know, as a four year old today, um, <laughs> but I've gone through and I've, I've speed run some of these games. So okay, I, you're I've, really good at it. I've too. gone through and I've played Spyro <laughs> 1. I've collected everything the 120% in two and a half hours. Yeah, you're pretty Ooh. damn good at it. Not a great time. I, I watched was, you do it. Though. I was like, 69th on the leaderboard at one point. That's Were my claim like, to fame. You can't nice. do it. I was 69th. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's why, obviously, the mo- yeah, Dad, the moment I picked up Spyro One remastered, I was like, "Sick, let's hundred twenty percent this." Mm. No, like a lot of these jumps, like uh, some of the th- like the egg thieves, mm-hmm. the people like, "Oh, this, this goddamn thing!" <laughs> like they were a non-issue for me as a speedrunner because I know, okay, cool, this is exactly how they route. This is exactly where I how to try and utilize the mechanics. Yeah, not as easy to jump straight over to mm. Remastered Trilogy. As a casual player, mm-hmm. non-issue. If you're trying to collect everything, it'll obviously be a little bit frustrating. Yeah. But that's frustrating for casual players generally anyway. Yeah. Um, Spyro 2 and 3, it feels a little bit less... It's changed less, I feel like, for 2 and 3, maybe because a lot of the level design there is a bit more forgiving. They kind of learn from their mistakes in Spyro 1, where some of those, some of those levels can be a little bit harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2 and 3 feels a lot better as far as level design goes, and... It's it's interesting because I haven't spoken much about visuals, which is kind of the big thing. Mm. They've taken some liberties where you kind of wouldn't expect. Like, oh, there's yeah? obviously insane levels of detail in these levels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but 
levels of, there's like insane detail where there was literally no detail previously. <laughs> so they kind of had to like make it up as they went. And so you'll things. see like chunks of a level, completely different colors, like not layouts. The layout is still the same. Yeah. How you interact with the level is still the same, yep. but it looks, some levels look pretty radically different. Because mm. they had nothing to work with they previously. Ba- basically so it's just like a wall. With. Yeah. So they've just sort of ad-libbed. Yeah, sense. exactly. And so it works. Um, yeah. So I'm still playing. I'm about. I finished the first game already. Halfway through the second, and I quickly smashed out a little bit of the third before I rocked up. Um, <laughs> and it's. I basically gotten through 25 percent of the game. It's fine. Just getting through the game. <laughs> oh, also sidebar. Uh, Sheila the kangaroo, really good Australian voice actor. Oh, really? Did not expect. Is oh she actually God. Australian? Uh, well, I mean, I bought it. There's some. There's some lines where you're like, that seems a little bit unusual. Oh, like, there's a, there's a few <laughs> words, but obviously, like. In the PS1 era, they were like, let's just, like, over, like, oh, uh, show how much Australia... Mm-hmm. Like, Australia, like not, like, um, oh, not, like, Dead Island-level Australian, where it's, like, really awkward, like... <laughs> Don't get like, me started on Dead Island, all right? Horrible game. We got a bunch of New Zealand voice actors, in case you forgot how Australian sound. It's not how that works, guys. <laughs> um, no, Sheila actually sounds like a really good Australian voice actor. That's really good. A, a good voice actor that can do Australian. And yeah, also just cool. all of the voice acting across the board is actually really good. That's awesome. Mm. Really good to hear. Like for a game that had voice acting across the board to begin with. It's to actually get it back and be good as and well. Be, and be like not only like better than what it was then, but stand up today. Yeah. Because like I've I've always said like platformers I feel like a way you see the best and expressive character design come through. Oh yeah. Stuff like time. Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Dax. Like you go back mm-hmm. to Jack and Dax on PS2 a lot of that holds up really, really well. Yeah. I mean, the level of detail, obviously not. But the animation, oh, holy yeah. crap. Big time. Toys for Bob, the devs, have done a, a phenomenal job in making these characters feel expressive without mm-hmm. betraying the characters that they were 20 years ago. Mm. I think that's an, that's an incredible feat they've done. Yeah. yeah. Spyro Remastered Trilogy. Is there any other questions? Any, any class? Raise your hands. Should any? I buy it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah? Um, you think I'd enjoy it? Well, I mean... The the slightly lower price point kind of helps a little bit with that. Oh, yeah. um, so you're not looking at like a hundred dollar game. Nintendo. Depending on on you know on on your retailer, you could be looking at anywhere between sixty and eighty. Oh, sick. Um, even for you know the top end of that eighty, I think that you're getting a lot of content mm. and a lot of fun and a lot of nostalgia. And even if you didn't play the originals, if you're like, oh, I played Banjo Kazooie and Mario sixty four. What's this Spyro thing? Oh, I kind of enjoyed Crash. I guess I was kind of bad at it, but like. Spyro is more of a playground than it is a um, obstacle course. Awesome. I'd love yeah. to give it a go because I think I gave it a go with like the later games. I was so bad. Yeah. So bad. I was just lost <laughs> the whole time. And I think that was I think that's exactly what you said. Mm. It actually brought it all the way back around that I was a Banjo Kazooie kid. Yeah. So I was like, what am I meant to do here? And like it's just like just play. I'm like no, no. I need to collect and finish <laughs> I, missions. I, I want to finish this game. It's just like no, just play. No. Spyro two and three, you'll have a better time with if you're coming from a banjo because we kind of perspective. All right. Mm. Mario sixty four. I don't know what you, how people exist that played sixty four as a child. <laughs> Hi, that was me. Well, you know, but like I, I'm like trying to wrap my head. Like I, I can, I can insert into like okay. As a banjo because we play as a kid, cool. This is the jumping in point for Spyro. Yeah, with Mario. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing like it's I mean, a better Mario, but like obviously that's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I mean, if like you know. I got from 64 to Banjo-Kazooie, and mm. I would say Banjo-Kazooie is a lot better than 64. Mm. Is <laughs> Like, it's a good it's a good game. <laughs> it's a good little romp, but it's it doesn't hold up these days. It's very yeah. bland. And I will also say, 
Spyro Reignited Trilogy stands up next to Crash Insane Trilogy, stands up next to uh, Mario Odyssey. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, there you like, go. I, I really love as far as the scope, As far as the scope, <laughs> you're I will... You're out of line, son. That's why I'm going to qualify, matey. <laughs> matey. Grandpa. Oh! Whipped out the old words. <laughs> he said oh, son. He, son. He baited. I'm like, I'll take that. <laughs> the scope of Mario Odyssey, obviously, like, 999 moons? Yeah. Massive, huge, insane, Many. ridiculous. Insane trilogy. Insane tri- Got him. Uh, Spyro is not that much content. You do not have to be as crafty with your platforming as Mario. Mm-hmm. But I think as a casual player that came in and played Mario Odyssey and reviewed Mario Odyssey and was like, yeah, it's a Mar- it's a 3D platformer. McLovin it. I can, I, I'm also coming from the perspective of Spyro going, look, this is also, it, it holds up today. Yeah. It, it feels really good. The scope is there for, for what they're asking for it. Mm. Does that satisfy <laughs> you, matey potato? No. It doesn't. Whatever. Not happy. Damn. I have to Damn. agree to disagree, I That's guess. That's fine. Look, I'm, oh, I didn't. got com- some infighting here, guys. I didn't come here to try and. <laughs> Kick it off. Got an episode of The Real Housewives. You know, you know I didn't what, come here to cater to the boomers. I didn't mean to take boomers. a turn on, on your review. <laughs> the Real Housewives. Are the first. So just starting getting real spicy. <laughs> Uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy is available now on PS4 and Xbox One. I like it more than Mario Odyssey. Uh, if you don't, that's your problem. Caitlin. Yes. Hi, Caitlin. This is your, Hello. This is your first time on the show. Yes. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. This is good. It's just like hanging out, talking about games. That's like, exactly all it is. <laughs> that's what I'm usually doing it's in my time. It's such hard so work talking so about hard. games. Oh, my God. It's about to get harder because I'm about to get <gasps> oh, you to dear. ask. Uh, I'm going to get you to talk about your favorite game. My game. The gum. <laughs> Beautiful. This game is Thank so you. cute. This I game is not. Because I've seen a lot of it and I've seen this fun. incredible community around Night of the Woods. Yeah. But I am yet to jump into it God, a cute. year and a half after release. <laughs> Why should All right. I? Why should you? Well, I mean, supporting indie games, first and Fair. foremost, this was a Kickstarter project mm. um, that Finji did. Um, and yeah, it, it's just beautiful. It's, it's a real labor of love and you can really tell that it's a labor of love. Like, uh, where do you start? Where do I start? I don't even know. Paint the picture. What is, what is the setting? Who are you? What's going on? So the setting is Possum Springs, Mm. which if anyone has ever grown up in a tiny little rural town that is slowly dying, (laughs) which I did. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Then you can understand. um, You are a little, all the animals, all the characters are cats. And Perfect. dogs and all just sorts animals, of animals in general. They're all adorable. Um, you're playing as May, who is a little cat girl. She has just dropped out of college mm. and she has come Big home. Mood. Yeah. She basically has come home because she just wants to come back to her safe space and she thinks everything's going to be the same. And Spoilers. That's what she wants. It's not. Spoilers, it's not. Yeah. Um, and you basically... Uh, just her and you follow her around as she reconnects with her friends has um, knife fights has knife fights does crimes <laughs> does crimes she do a crime does crimes uh, yeah petty theft all that sort of what stuff what a life after dropping <laughs> out of college Jesus <laughs> she's a bit of a rebel but um so great yeah it's, it's a great game the writing is fantastic so as far as the gameplay goes yeah. you're not there you know press x to knife fight like is it like what what is I mean, you kind of are though I, <laughs> I, 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 well no i'm sure at no. some point probably press x to knife fight but what is like 
speak a little bit to the gameplay because I feel like mm-hmm. it is a like the world that you're looking at is a 2D, it's a 2D plane, yep. so it's kind of like 2D side scrolling. Yep. But it's obviously not a platformer. No. But there's a lot of involved story, but it's not a visual novel. Yeah. So essentially, it does go sort of day by day. Mm. You go out, you have set things that you can do in that day. Um, so May wakes up. She goes downstairs, says hi to her parents, goes out, and you can decide what she does. If she wants to go hang out with this friend or if she wants to hang out with this friend. Or no one. Yep, or no one. They go do band practice together. They can go to a party. There's like a little Halloween festival. And she gets really drunk. Well, she gets super drunk. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And yells at her ex-boyfriend. It's it's very relatable. Um, But yeah, so you sort of... Take each day as it comes. Do what you want to do. The town is like kind of a little 2D open world, so you can run around. There's a lot of little side characters that you can chat to. There's a lot of places that you can explore. Like you can run along the power lines and jump jump inside like an abandoned theater and set up these two musicians to play together. There's all sorts of things. It sounds very open to the point where there's not, like, is, is this kind of like a linear story? It is a linear story. Okay. Yeah, so you can do whatever you want to do, but you will go to bed at the end of the day and the next day will be different. So right. each day moves the story along. Mm. Um, there's different chapters in the game. So there's sort of like a part one where you come home, you reconnect with your friends. Part two, you're sort of forming those connections a bit more. Um, if you spend more time with one friend, you'll get to know more about them. But it's not like an... So mm. I guess the the part where... Like, it's a linear story, but you're not on rails because you have the opportunity yeah. to kind of check in with different characters yeah, yeah, and yeah. build different relationships. Yeah, right. yeah for mm. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just got a lot of, like, positives. And I think... I don't know. I just really connected with it for a lot of reasons. It has really good LGBT oh, plus yeah. representation. In May? Uh, May, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So there's a scene where May goes to a party. She meets a cute girl. They get along really well. Mm. Um, one of the main characters and her best friend, Greg, his boyfriend, Angus, features Greg. really heavily. Um, and you can get all of his backstory. It deals with a lot of um, issues that young people sort of face. Like, like mental health. A lot of mental, mental health, health focus yeah. on that game. That's what I really yeah. liked about it. I like that too. Like it sort of, it does make it quite easy to connect with. And like May's whole reason for coming home was that she just wasn't dealing with everything at college right. sort of thing. So yeah, you kind of uncover things about each character. And you see her kind of them. working through those challenges sure, with other yeah. characters. With other characters, you know, sort Definitely of having with to... Her parents with too. her parents, yeah. Having to reconnect with her parents and... Um, having to? Yeah. yeah because she's, she's staying with them. Because she's been like a like an angsty brat to begin with. Right. Yeah. So her parents don't really get it. And they're like, oh, why'd you drop out of college? She's like, just because I wanted to. Yeah. And That's then, not exhausting? From your perspective no, as a no, player, no, 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 because like mm. it, the the conversations between the the parents and May, just, it's just it's basically what a lot of people have gone through, with right? Either yeah. mental health or talking about your future, that sort of thing. It's like you yeah. just you feel for May, but then you also feel for the parents who are just like we just want the best for you, and oh, she's absolutely. just and she's just like Ugh. it's just like oh god, yeah. <laughs> you do definitely have moments where you're like oh my god, she's like she's such a pain in the ass, but then you have moments <laughs> yeah. where you like really really understand where she's coming from as well um, you understand why she's being a pain in the ass. yeah answer. yeah and i mean it it sounds like quite heavy but it's it's actually really funny the writing is like hilarious it breaks up the, really the heavy cute. with like the, the cute and yeah. the knife fights and like you know <laughs> and, and like really like lovely moments where they just like eat donuts 
Yeah, like that's an interactive. That's an interactive thing. Where you, you eat can just donuts. shove donuts in your mouth until and you feel sick. It's very good. Yeah, and like you eat dumplings too. Like it's just it's like really wholesome <laughs> and then like really real. Mm. Yeah, it's like this delightful little game that sort of came out of nowhere that actually talks about being a, like at that weird stage in your life, yeah. of, like young adult. Yeah, for sure. It's really good. There's a lot of mini games in it too. Yeah, you know, that knife you've fight. just pointed out. <laughs> like, yeah, knife fight. The the dumpling thing. So um, there's a big. For some reason, there's a big like concentration on Eastern European immigration in the area. Yeah. <laughs> so they talk about like pierogies, which is like a little Russian dumpling a lot. Yeah, heaps and of you pierogies. can like one of the mini games is you aiming pierogies into your friend's mouth and get them in and you hit him in the face and <laughs> there's like <laughs> there's oh rhythm there's like a rhythm game where you like you play the guitar yeah, yeah like it's like the guitar. guitar hero <laughs> yeah oh and if you do terribly everyone's like wow that was awful what's wrong with oh, you oh you suck mate what's going on and she's just like I, I don't know this song like yeah it's, it's so wholesome but then you know towards the end it does get really intense and very mm. full-on and sort of asks a lot of big questions there's rather confrontational yeah yeah, yeah but in a in a really interesting way yeah. as well yeah beautiful it's, no it's, spoilers but yeah yeah no good. spoilers yeah, it's, but i imagine because the way that you're kind of navigating around it is like i really goddamn love this story but i can't speak too much to it yeah, because yeah. Of, like that's the reason yeah. that you're there like it's a narrative driven game Huge and all of like the the mini games and the platforming and the the talking mm that contributes to the story. So that's really what you're getting into the game for, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm. The story is, like, yeah, it's very big and very asks a lot of really big questions, Mm. but it sort of takes you there in a really nice way. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it... it You don't feel like you're just like... eases you into it. Bang! Here's some important stuff that you didn't know was coming. full-on stuff. Exposition! Like, no. It doesn't do that. It sort of just leads you up into these points where you actually feel, like, organic. Like, you're living Mm. your life as May. Yeah. It's where all these theories have come from, that whether or not this whole cat thing is, like, a dream that you're living. It's like... (laughs) All these conspiracies. Oh, yeah. I've seen, like, things saying all the different animals represent their, like, personality traits. And, like, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's it's a good game. Cool. You should get it. It's a very very good game. It's actually available um, across everything, everything. now yeah. as well. Because when I when it first came out, I got it. It was on PC, on PC and yeah. it was great. And then it sort of came out across everything, and it's even like Switch. And mm. Xbox That's because I saw that came. I saw it come out on Switch, and I'm like, mm. oh, do I get? Do I jump in? Do I get into it? <laughs> you should. Because I'm like, obviously, so right now in baby game mode between like Spyro <laughs> and like. Oh, but I mean, like everyone else is playing like Red Dead and Black Ops, you know, yeah. like we're yeah. in AAA and season, like, and I'm like, Spyro. I'm gonna be a six year old by and just Spyro on Pokemon. <laughs> it's baby time, hundred <laughs> percent. And also like this really like cute like dungeon crawler called oh, I've actually forgotten the name of it. That speaks to how much I love it. But it's just it reminds me like Pokemon Dungeon. So oh. I'm like, I think going from like that to like Night in the Woods, I feel like is a pretty significant shift. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's still yeah. a cartoon. So, you know, it is. You can still and there is like a, a little tiny mini game that you can play within the game. <laughs> when oh my you, god, there is. You know, there. Demon Tower. When you open yeah. her laptop back up after yeah, can... um, clearing all the porn off of it, um, <laughs> you can play like this little game called Demon Tower where you just run around in a little oh, dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> just reminded me about Boyfriend Dungeon waiting for that game to come out as well um, what? we'll talk about that next week yeah. Night in the Woods <laughs> Night in the Woods is out now on basically everything PS4, Xbox One I believe it is yes. obviously PC um, Switch. Switch and then like I don't know do a Google search if you want to see if it's on your phone yeah Nerd. probably is <laughs> uh, apparently it's coming out later 
Not yet. Uh, not yet. So soon. it's soon. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Soon. McLovin it. Beautiful. McLovin it. Thank you for that, Caitlin. Copyright strike. No. No. Don't talk about copyright strike. It's a very sore topic for me right now. That is the end of the show for this week on that sore topic. How dare you? We'll be back same time next week. We love and appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Love you all. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.